You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. You'll notice again the, the last clause in Proverbs 17 and 22 says, um, a broken spirit dries the bones. Figuratively, a broken spirit represents a person that has allowed sorrow or grief to cause him or her to be dispirited. Person has entered into a state of sadness and hopelessness. A person with a broken spirit has allowed somebody or something to crush him or her. And let me say, people will crush you. Folks will crush you emotionally as well as mentally. Some of us know point blank what it is to have a broken spirit or a broken heart. To the point to where we were in a state of brokenness for years. Some of us may still be there. See, see, when you have a broken spirit, in one sense it says about you, that you are an up and down person when it comes to your emotions as well as your mindset. As long as everything is is wonderful, you're happy. But but let something happen that reminds you of your past when someone crushed you or did this, that, or the other to you. It causes you to all at once enter a state of depression. Just thinking about what happened to you back in the day. You're up and down. Controlled by your emotions are controlled by whatever may start messing with your mind. <laughs> How many know that's a bad feeling? <laughs> You're on vacation and enjoying yourself, but then all of a sudden that something just pops up in your mind 
reminding you of what happened 10 years ago and and, and the thing lingers will not leave you just just it, it's just there and then all of a sudden you 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 get an attitude with other folks that are enjoying their vacation because of what has popped up woo y'all ought to quit trying to act like you don't know what I'm talking about how many know what I'm talking about See, when you, you have a broken spirit, you're, you're just up and down. Just, just depending on what's, what's taking place in your life. Depending on uh, what pops up or if somebody shows up and starts bringing up the past. <laughs> yeah, you're doing good and then here come cousin so and so. And cousin so-and-so remind you of what happened to you. And then you allow what the person says to kill or crush you to the point to where it starts affecting you. The person took three minutes bringing up something that truthfully he or she shouldn't have brought up. But then what they said for two or three minutes stays with you the rest of the week. Or maybe the rest of the month. Can't believe he brought that up. Well, he did. But you you should also look and say, I can't believe I'm letting this get to me. Don't get mad at him for bringing it up. And just leave it at that. Get mad at yourself for still allowing it to Affect you. It's kind of tough, ain't it? I say it's kind of tough. But 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 what, Pastor? What do you do when you you have been broken and you're walking around with a broken spirit or a broken heart? Well, before I deal with that, let me just say to you. That contextually, the danger of having a broken spirit or a broken heart is that you would dry up your bones. And bones in the text represents your life. You will cause your very existence to be lifeless. Let me just break it down a little more. You, you, you won't have many fun days. Many enjoyable days. Because you have been broken in your spirit. Every day is not looked at as a day that God has made. And one, you should rejoice in it simply because your spirit has been broken and your life is drying up. You can't be happy because you can't let go of what took place. Or what may be presently happening in your life. Look at the text again. A broken spirit dries 
the bones are the life. And, and, and see, when, when, when you are in that state, there are certain signs that manifest. When you have dry bones or, or your life is, is lifeless, confusion is one thing that manifests. You're Christian, but you talk as if you're not. It's just confusing. I thank the Lord. I'm hoping the Lord going to do it. I thought you Christian and you knew that if God said it, he'll do it and he'll bring it to pass. Why are you saying you, you hoping and you thinking and you, what's going on here? Confusion. Why? Because your bones or your life is drying up. Because your spirit ha has been broken is, is manifesting confusion. Because confusion likewise is a sign of brokenness. And, and see, when, when your spirit is broken, it also manifests double-mindedness. One minute you're thinking well, and the next minute you're thinking contrary to well. One minute you're thinking it's going to be okay, and, and the next minute you're wondering if it is going to be okay. Say to your neighbor, but you're Christian. You're Christian, but you're not operating in a godly way. Why is that? Because God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So, so when you're confused, it says that you, you are not allowing God to have his way in the manner that you should. Your double-mindedness, and this is the danger of, of being double-minded, according to James, the first chapter. You won't receive anything from God. God can't do for you what he has promised simply because your mind is not in the place that it needs to be. I said simply because your mind is not in the place it needs to be. Because, see, if you have a broken spirit, it's going to lead to dryness or having a life that you're not enjoying the way you need to enjoy it. Not having a life that's productive in every aspect. Why? Because you have allowed your, your brokenness to take place of what God sent to make you whole. <laughs> you holding on? God sends his word to make you whole. God sends his word to make you sound. See, see, that's the reason God even has to distance his, 
himself from certain things that we take on. See, you take on the broken spirit. It wasn't because God gave you a broken spirit or God allowed it to happen. Oh, come here, Second Timothy 1 and 7. God has not given us. Help me. But of. And what? A sound mind. He didn't give you fear. What did he give you? He gave you a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Well, well, well why is my mind the way it, it is? Because you allowed it to happen. Just because she crushed you does not mean you have to stay crushed. See, the Bible is clear when it comes to Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 in part. It tells us that certain things we just have to lay aside. Yeah, it hurt, but I ain't holding on to this. I got to let this go. There are certain folk you just have to dismiss from your life if they're causing you to be in confusion, causing you to be upset. All the, you got to let that person go. Abraham was going through a confused state in his life because of certain events that were going on to the point to where God had to tell him, it's time for you to let Hagar go. Because that's the problem you have in your life. And it's a lot of us that, that we have a Hagar or we have somebody that we are hanging on to that causes us to enter into states of depression, sadness, grief and such we have to let that person go or the thought of that person go i can't quit thinking about him yes you can especially as a christian that's the reason we have scriptures like philippians 2 and 5 which which tells us to let our mind be that says you have the power you can let your mind think on certain things Paul even told the Philippian church, look, whatsoever things are lovely, of, of good report, so forth and so on, think on these. Letting them know you have the ability to change your whole mental process. And until you do, you will continue to be broken in heart. You will continue to be controlled by your past. And I don't want nothing back in the 70s to be controlling me. I don't want nothing back in the 80s to be controlling me. Because I wasn't saved in the 70s. You know what I'm talking about? I don't, and I sure don't want to go back to that. Your name a broken spirit will eventually kill you. And, 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 and I have been around folk with a broken spirit. How you doing today? Well, I ain't doing that good. Well, what's going on with you? This arthritis hit about the uh, good. God Almighty. 
Brother, how you doing today? Well, you know, I've had better days. You know how I go. I've had some good days and I've had some bad days. I've had hills to climb. When you hear folks talking negative or pessimistic all the time, they have a broken spirit. Their life is dry. And, and when you are an empowered person, when you are a positive or an optimistic person, it, it's hard to stay around folk like that. I'll hang up on you. I ain't going to tell you no lie. I, and, and, if, and if it's necessary as a pastor for me to talk to you, I have to change the situation. I have to start bringing in some verses and start bringing in something to get you to see that it ain't as bad as you talking. Because some folks talk as if the world finna end. Or they don't have anything to be... Hopeful for. Or to be happy about. Don't be looking at me like that. You know you done ran into folk like that. Some of us have folk like that in our families. Sadly, some of us stay with folk like that. Woo! It's reading you, you get all over time you can because you don't want to go home. It ain't that you need the money, you don't want to go home. Why? Because you're constantly hearing negative stuff. You're constantly hearing about the past. You're constantly hearing about what you could have been or what, what this person could have been or what could have happened and didn't happen, so forth and so on. You, you can't keep living that way. Because your life is withering in the process. Just because something is affecting your body don't mean you have to talk about it all the time. Just because you were devastated by something does not mean you have to talk about it all the time. I mean, I know you need to vent. Ain't nothing wrong with vent. But not all the time, baby. Come on now. We, we talked about this last week, this week, oh God, and last month. There's got to be something good going on here. What, what you got good going on? Say to your neighbor, we, we, we can't have a broken spirit. Because it's going to dry our bones. 
It's going to cause us to be lifeless. Man, I never should have done that. It seemed like that just done messed everything. Well, you did. You did. It happened. You did it. But you don't have to live in it. Because I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me close. I done did some stuff I don't want nobody to know about. I have begged God, God, please. Don't let this come out. Look how you're looking at me. You probably don't have anything like that. Pray for me. Pray for me. I do. I do. Look at me. I am not smiling. I do. I need you to pray for me. And if it come out, I'm just going to say to you, if you bring it up, it's covered in the blood. God forgave me and he, I let it go and you, (laughs) you need to let it go. And I'm smiling right now, but I'm serious. So you never have to choose not to have a broken spirit. Even if somebody breaks it. Even if you mess up your own self. You got to overcome that. You can't live in that. That'll kill you. Oh, you, 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 you have to choose to have the opposite of a broken spirit. Which contextually is a merry heart. What is a merry heart? A merry heart contextually in one sense suggests that it is in a person that chooses to be happy despite the bad in life. See, if you're going to have a merry heart, you got to understand that life is going to be filled with trouble, disappointment, hardship. But you have to choose to be happy. Despite the bad that takes place in life. I done had some bad that, that happened the last two or three weeks. Probably most of us. Bad in reference to your children. Bad in reference to your spouse. Bad in reference to your job. Bad in reference to money. You, you, you have to choose to be happy despite all of that. You, you just got to choose to be happy. You can find something to be miserable about. Miserable about. Yes, you can. But you don't need to choose that. You need to always choose to find something to be happy about. Oh, God, it's raining. We ain't going to be able to have the picnic. 
Oh, God, I knew something was going to happen. We were going to have that picnic. See, you choosing to blame the rain in reference to your picnic. No, I choose to have the picnic up under the shed. Say to your neighbor, it's about choice. You got to understand that God made us free moral what? People love choice. You got a choice. You just, you just hoping that you're going to get the job and you excited because the folks that look, the application looks good. Everything looks wonderful. And, and then you get there and they say, you know what? We're not going to be able to hire you because you got a felony. You can leave there and say, Lord, this felony, it keep every good job is this felony. It, You got a choice. See, see, the felony doesn't happen. It's on the record. But you cannot allow your mistake or your past to say to you, you're, you're, you're not going to get a good job. Get this, even if you have to create your own job. You got to look at, well, if that's the only thing you see is what I did in my past, this your loss because I'm going to find a job, whether it's with a company, somebody's company, or I'm going to have to create my own company. Say your name is all about choice. And whatever choice you make, you have to stick to that choice. And, and the wonderful thing about it, when, when you make a choice and put God in it, God going to make sure that you succeed. I said God going to make sure you succeed. Man, God got a way of, of making come to pass what folks say will never happen. Now, I'm not going to go to, through the full story, but, but this building you're in right now, professionals say it would never happen. Not only did this happen, every church we done put up is debt free. You hear me? Debt free. Certain things, certain things I have been told that would never happen in my personal life that they have happened. You know what? Because it was a choice. You can't just quit because somebody telling you it's not going to happen. No, you, you have to have in you hope, joy, and faith. And if you have hope, joy, and faith, you know what you're going to have on the inside of you? A merry heart. If you don't have hope, joy, and faith, you're not going to have a merry heart. Because if a person has a merry heart, that person going to have hope, faith, and joy. 
I already told you earlier that when it comes to joy, according to Nehemiah 8 and 10, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when it comes to hope, according to Romans 8, 24 and 25, hope believes something despite the circumstances. Paul said, why, why in the world are you hoping if you see it? But, but if you don't see it, then you need to hope. And if you hope what you do not see, then you wait for it. You just wait until God steps in and does it. And God will step in and do it if you're hoping because hope is part of faith. Let me give you scripture. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. It goes on to say, by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. And see, the importance of having faith, hope, and joy is because God rewards your faith. God rewards. You, you can't allow anything or anybody to take away your hope, your faith, and your joy. Unless you think people have the final say. Oh, you didn't get the job because the person said this, that, and the other about you. You think that person has the final say? You ain't read the writ of the scripture. Say to your neighbor, I read the holy writ. And, and I, I know who has the final say. Who has it? The Bible says he's the author and the finisher of our what? And it goes on to say that he is the alpha and the Omega. He is the first and the last. That's the reason we boldly say to folks it ain't over until God says it's what? That's the reason you got to keep a merry heart. Don't let nobody take your joy. Oh, you, you, don't, you don't know what it is to be turned down? I've been turned down so many times I don't have fingers and toes to, to even... You don't know what it is to be disappointed. I've been disappointed many times. You don't know what it is to be let down. I've been let down many times by church folk and sinners. Say to your neighbor, life is filled with a whole lot of disappointments. But ain't nobody going to take my joy. Now you may mess with my joy for, for a minute, but you ain't going to take my joy. You may make me upset for a half a day, but you ain't going to take my joy. You may make me look and think for a minute that it ain't going to happen, but you ain't going to take my victory. Say to your neighbor, you never allow anybody to take Your merriness away from you. Why? Because a merry heart does good like medicine. If that, if a person can take your merry heart away from you, 
you done gave up your remedy. You done gave up your cure. How you let that jack leg preacher take away your your merry heart? Baby, the last time I seen you, you were happy. You were turning in victory turns. You were leaping for joy. Girl, the last time I seen you, you were talking about how God was going to heal you from your crown to the sole of your feet. Where that big frown come from? You done let somebody take your merry heart. Brother, the last time I seen you, you were broke, but you were still happy. Nick, you got a little money. You got some change in your pocket and now you looking mean and mad about what in the world is going on with you? Who you done let steal your merry heart? Because somebody say, you can't let nobody steal your merry heart. Can, can you imagine somebody say, yeah, yeah, you, you'll know Melissa Keith Shocker for her. She is a very happy person. When you see her, she, she just bubbling with joy. You're you, you going to know it's her. And then they say, oh, okay. She's going to be bubbling with joy. I say, yeah, that's going to be the main thing you're going to know about her. She's going to smile and, and she's going to be happy. But, but then all of a sudden, you come and say, you should, that, that can't be all right there. <laughs> Did you say your name was uh, Melissa Keith Shocker for Lord, you sure ain't the person they described to me. They say you were bubbly, just running over with joy. What, what, what's going on? With... How many have ever, ever allowed somebody to steal your joy? Sit here, never. You can't do that again. And tell them I'm gonna tell you why. A Mary. Heart does good like. Pastor, he going to leave me. Let him go. Let him go. But don't let him take your heart with him. If he, if he just feel like he got to go, let him go. But don't let him take your heart. Don't let him take that ring either. You can pawn that ring or sell it. Say to you, you can't let nobody take your merry heart. Because a merry heart does good like what? A merry heart does good like what? Say to your neighbor, medicine is a cure. Medicine is what's going to cause you to be better. Medicine is what's going to cause better to remain and keep coming. But if you allow somebody to take your merry heart, they're going to take your better with them. Folk have literally died. Get this. 
this. Because someone said something to them. That broke their heart to the point to where they couldn't take it. On the other hand, a person that would not, that was to the point that he or she would not allow anybody to take their merriness or their joy of heart. Person that told them, look, you ain't got but six months to live. You ain't God. I'm going to count it all. Joy, God brought me through that and he's going to bring me through this. You holding on? Six years go by they're still living. Why? Because a merry heart does good like medicine. The best cure for whatever ails you is a merry heart. When you count it all joy in and out. It, it, it was a doctor, and I know he don't mind me saying that, that, that was just boggled by, by Brother Candyman. Brother Candyman was, was going through all kind of stuff in his body. And when he would go to the doctor, the, the doctor w- was not convinced because of how he was smiling every time he would show up to his office. He would show up to his office and he would just be smiling. To the point to where the doctor said, I can't understand that. How, how in the world can you show up here smiling all the time and I know what you're going through in your body? Bottom line, Brother Candyman, and he back there in the sound room, he, he just refused to allow his situation to dictate to him how he should act, how he should exist. He kept giving God the praise. And the, and the doctor was just boggled because he, he expected him to be a person that, that came in there down and out. Sad. To the point to where he, he barely could make it. And God had been blessing him. He blessed him through all that he went through then. And he blessing him now more so than he has blessed him in his life. Y'all ought to give our brother a big hand of praise before I go any further. And the reason I brought him in, uh, uh, brought up his testimony, is because if God did it for him, he'll do it for us. When you have a merry heart, nothing can take you out. Why? A merry heart. Wait, wait hold, y'all ain't y'all ain't saying it the way I, I need to be saying. Let, let me just break it down. Say your neighbor, a merry heart, a merry heart. does good. It, look, it, that means that that something gonna take place. See, if you got a merry heart, if, if it does good, that means something going to start working. Something going to start happening. See, see, just being happy 
does not just say you you are you are a bubbly person or you are a lively person. Now, when you have genuine happiness in heart, it affects your total being. It affects your spirit, your soul, and your body. It works on your life. There, there are folks that, that have had symptoms of, of well, they, they should have had a stroke, heart attack, and so forth because of certain things that were taking place. The reason it did not happen is because the person was joyful despite what was taking place. Why? A merry heart does good. Say to your neighbor, don't do bad. Don't do bad. It does what? Good. And when something is going on in you that's good, and you rightly divide the word, child of God, you know everything going to work out. I better bring in Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for to those that what? Those that are the call according to his what? In other words, people that are in line with the scripture. People that believe a merry heart does good. You start acting mean and getting upset. You, you watch and see the opposite of this right here happen. Next thing you know, you're going to be talking about you got a headache. Girl, my head about to bust. I, 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 I imagine so, as mean as you've been, as unthankful as you've been, don't surprise me. And I know certain things occur because of certain things that's taking place in our body, but understand me, this scripture is right. If you make it your business to have a merry heart, it's going to do good like medicine. As I close, I said earlier, medicine, the root meaning of medicine is a cure, a remedy. A lot of what we go through can be completely Make better if we make it our business to be happy people. That's too heavy for some of y'all over here. Let me go over here and see. This is a more mature side, I think. I said I think now. Y'all going to get y'all a chance again. What do y'all think about it? See how they hesitated. <laughs> they had to take three seconds to, to say something. I need some folk that, that, that know a merry heart does good like medicine. What about right here? See, that's that response I'm looking for. Say to your neighbor, you have to take ownership of the scripture. Why? Man shall not live by bread. But by every word that 
from where? You got to take ownership of the scripture. You got to say to yourself, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start being healed, cured. Because I'm going to change my attitude. A merry heart does like what? And I'm done. Let's get a lot of Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.